0: Stephanie Dosh, it is great to meet you. Welcome to Pittsburgh. It's your first time here, yes? It or is. actually, um, that you have some sort of connection with Pittsburgh that I understand.
1: Yes. So I went to undergrad just a couple hours away, close to Buffalo at SUNY Fredonia. And when I was in school, they would take a group of music students to come see an opera at Pittsburgh Opera every year. And so I saw some of my first professional operas actually at the Benenham Center.
0: That is great. Do you remember what you saw?
1: I saw Tosca in 2011. I believe the next year was let me backtrack i saw turandot in 2011 and i also saw Madame butterfly and tosca Mm -hmm. as well
0: excellent so here you are the role of rosina tell me a little bit about how you're bringing her to our audience
1: so this is my third time performing the role of rosina and my favorite part about performing her is that the different sides of her character and how multifaceted she is, is really embedded within the story and the music itself. And for me, it's a ton of fun because I have moments where I'm by myself and I totally on stage as Rosina, I'm, I'm by myself and I'm... Um, totally in love and daydreaming about what it's like to be with this sweet man who sings to me from my balcony, who I know as Lindoro, but he's actually the count. And and then simultaneously, I live with my guardian who is trying to marry me, Dr. Bartolo. And uh, I don't want that to happen. So I also showcase... Um, a lot of um, creativity and cleverness and wit because Rosina is a very ambitious character and she is arguably the most intelligent person in the story and there's there are a lot of opportunities to to showcase that in a fun and sometimes understated sort of way. So it, it's always a challenge, but a really exciting one to portray Rosina.
0: Well, women weren't supposed to be intelligent in that time period. Mm-hmm.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what's amazing about portraying a character from an opera that was premiered over 200 years ago. And and I think that's why the Barber of Seville has continued to stay popular within the operatic canon throughout the last 200 plus years it's never fallen out of practice as being performed so so the fact that Beaumarchais the playwright Daponte the librettist and Rossini obviously the composer really decided to showcase this set it up to to be successful for obviously hundreds of years to come mm-hmm.
0: and there's that great duet with Figaro in the first act let's talk about that
1: so right before that duet I have written a letter to Lindoro and Figaro enters the house where I live and says, hey, this guy likes you, the guy who's been singing to your balcony, he he likes you, but I just heard that your guardian is trying to marry you today, so you need to write a letter. And uh, I, I play along with him and I, and I, I kind of um, feed into his ego a little bit and say, Really? Do you think I can do this? Do you, do you really think that that he likes me too? Um, uh, oh, man, you want me to write a letter? That sounds kind of risky. And uh, he goes, darn it, Rosina, write a letter. Do it right now. Well, little does he know, I wrote it already, and I pull it out of my dress and show him the letter right then and there, and he is baffled. He he can't imagine a scenario where a woman would have already had that idea, where anybody would have had that idea, nonetheless, a woman. So uh, it's it's actually very fun to be able to sing a duet where both characters feed off of each other's intelligence and are surprised by each other.
0: Um, other moments that you really enjoy in the piece.
1: I love the trio near the end, um, without giving too much away. Uh, the count and Rosina are finally together at last and, uh, it, it's a big shock to me because I didn't know he was the count. I thought he was just this poor student who sang to me from my balcony. And uh, once I find out that he's the count, I'm in utter shock. And so it's the first time that Rosina and the count sing well overtly together, um, and and that they—it's the first time that they express their affection towards one another and uh we we get lots of runs together um cascading coloratura and and trills and cadenzas that we sing together in order to express our love for one another Mm
0: -hmm. so uh, that's one of the great things about this the coloratura the wonderful flying over all of those notes uh what's it like for you and how did you discover that you this was a skill of yours
1: when I first started studying opera, which was when I was an undergrad and coming to Pittsburgh and seeing my first operas at the Benedum Center. I was assigned lots of different music, and uh, I, I think for for a little bit, people, my my teachers and mentors. We're trying to find the right thing for me, but what sort of stayed consistent was that I could move my voice; that my voice is flexible. And so, coloratura, singing lots of fast notes one after another, um, lots of scales and and arpeggios. It's a way to express emotion through the beauty of the voice, and. I've learned over the years that I have a natural affinity for this. And, um, it's grown to be my favorite repertoire to sing because the category is bel canto, beautiful singing. It's all about the voice showcasing the emotions, um, less of emphasis on the orchestra telling the story by itself, but really the orchestra and the voice working together so that the singer can tell the story with their own individual instrument. And so that is what is really, really exciting about Bel Canto is that each singer is able to take a role and adjust it for their own voice to showcase their own instrument it's kind of like a um, a puzzle you know every time I, I am cast in a role like this I take the score and I I look at it and I say okay what can I do here to to express what I'm feeling what can I do to to maybe have some fun or showcase my frustration um, and sometimes I'm inspired by listening to other recordings and sometimes I just come up with it on my own. So it really kind of exercises creativity that I may not have the chance to utilize in other genres of opera.
0: You think of Bel Canto, and you think of the very serious roles uh, that were written in this style. And yet here you have uh, Rosina, and she is just a blast.
1: She is, everyone is. Um, And that's, that's, the fun part about The Barber of Seville is that the comedy really is baked right into the score. For example, the voice lesson scene, that's another one of my favorite parts, um, when Lindoro, or the Count, comes and he's disguised as my music teacher. And so he and I kind of riff and have this impromptu voice lesson in front of Dr. Bartolo. And uh, it's really kind of funny because it's it's sort of like the idea of a play within a play. But, you know, here's a singer within an opera. And um, it's really kind of goofy because Bartolo is is falling asleep. And then I wake him up with my singing. And then he's falling asleep. And I think that Lindoro and I can get together. And then he Bartolo wakes up again. And so there's just like a, a lot of comedy that is mapped out for us already in the music and the it's it's fun for me because i think a lot of those buffo roles are kind of reserved for um especially lower male voices and um for rosina to not only have moments where she's sincerely in love or um seriously frustrated with the, the cards that she's been dealt with, living with her guardian who wants to marry her. I still have moments where I get to be silly mm-hmm. and I just get to enjoy um, this adventure that I have with the other characters on stage. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much, Stephanie. Pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.